number three, this morning, Psalm number three, as the children go out, uh, do want to make mention of a couple uh, other things. One, um, the tithing records are out there uh, in the front of the, um, uh, uh, of the welcome desk uh, in a box. Tithing records are out there. Uh, go ahead and grab those. Uh, Mike, I took yours for an example. Uh, so, Mike, don't let me forget. This is yours. Um, but uh, you guys ought to forgot. Do you want me to open it? Um, but uh, grab those if you would before uh, before you leave um, uh, this morning and then we do have a thank you card Uh, dear church family Rankin Baptist Temple has always held a special place in my heart my parents and I became members before I was in kindergarten this is the church where I asked Jesus to come into my heart was baptized and where the roots of my faith were established the people of this church have always been so kind and loving, and I am so glad to see that some things never change. On behalf of my mother, Nancy Garvin, and myself, Willie's daughter, I would like to express my sincere thanks for your thoughtfulness during our time of loss. Uh, we appreciate your kindness, uh, and thank you for the delicious food. Thank you also for the beautiful flowers, the phone calls, and the visits. May God continue to bless the church family. Love in Christ, Charlene Andrews and Nancy Garvin. So uh, continue to pray for the Garvin family, uh, if you would uh, please. Psalm uh, number three this morning, Psalm number three. And um, uh, as many of the other psalms, this is a psalm uh, that David uh, wrote uh, and said this, Lord, how are they... How are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God, Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord, with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I lay me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. And there's that word again, Selah. So that word Selah is a transliterated Greek word that means pause. means stop. means go ahead and think about what I just said. And in this psalm, (laughs) there's three very interesting pauses to think about. David first says, before the first pause, he says, in life, there's trouble. In life, there are things that are uncomfortable. In life, there are things that you're not going to like. 
In life, there are unexpected things that come up. I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning and goes, Man, I am looking forward to some serious trouble today. Right? I mean, something might be wrong with you if you're excited about trouble, right? If you're excited about difficulty, if you're excited about problems. But guaranteed, we're going to have them. It's part of life. I wish I could say, I say this all the time, I wish I could say with some of these, with some of these preachers, I wish I could say, if you'll just get saved, all your problems will go away. If you'll just get right with the Lord, you'll never have another difficulty in your life. But you can't find that anywhere in the Bible. Because if we are, if we are um, married to one thing in this life, it's trouble. I mean, a man born of woman is, you know, full of trouble. I mean, we, we've got trouble on every hand. Every time we turn around, every single thing that we, 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 we wake up. And I was, I was talking to a preacher. Matter of fact, um, this Wednesday night, glad I thought of this. This Wednesday, there's another announcement I forgot to make. This Wednesday night, um, Brother Jordan's, Jordan Freeze, pastor from Pittsburgh. He's in the area and he does missions work and overseas. And he's going to be here Wednesday night. He's going to be showing some slides and, get, and sharing with the church the things that he's been doing um, uh, over in some uh, closed areas. Some very, um, matter of fact, some of them very dangerous areas. It's going to be here Wednesday night. So Wednesday night, we're going to meet in the auditorium, okay, this Wednesday night, because he's going to be doing, um, doing some slides, and he's going to be preaching for us on Wednesday night. So don't, don't, don't miss Wednesday night. This Wednesday night, uh, 7 o'clock, uh, Ray Cunningham is the preacher's name, and he's going to be here uh, with us uh, uh, in the service. Anyways, my illustration is, I, I was talking to him about coming, and he's in the area, and so I asked him if he'd come. And so we got to talking, and I said, yeah, there's some changes coming and some things going. And I said, I said, let me tell you something, Brother Cunningham. I said, things have been going. I mean, after, you know, COVID hit us, the COVID hit us pretty good. And, and um, I said, but man, we started recovering from COVID. I said, Things are going well. I said, I mean, the children's ministry is growing and this is going good and this is going good. And, and I said, and I just really felt like we was on easy street. You know what he said? Uh-oh. That's it. That's what he said. Uh-oh. He'd been in the ministry a while. I said, yeah, uh-oh. I said, all of a sudden our world's getting rocked a little bit. And he said, and we got talking, got talking about this. Listen. One thing we're guaranteed of, nothing stays the same. Everything's changing, right? We change. Do we ever? The older we get, the more we change, right? I mean, some of us don't change. Listen, I'm the guy that hates change. I, I just do not. I've told you before. I wear the same white shirts. If, if they stop making 
Stafford white shirts, I'm just, I guess I just stopped coming to church because that's all I ever wear is long sleeve white Stafford shirts. And so I'll buy them. I'll buy them wherever I go. I, I wear, I, I wear gold toed socks. Well, what happens if they go out of gold toed socks? I can open my own store. And I said, listen, you got a problem. I'm not kidding. I mean, I open up a drawer and there's stacks. Of gold toe socks. Because when those run out, I just take out another pair. Listen, I hate change. I, we went and ate yesterday, Frank and Linda's. I, I, I'll tell you, Brother Scott can tell you what I ordered. Because I ordered the same thing every time I go in there. Matter of fact, it was a new girl, and I, and I ordered it, and, and one of the ladies that had been there forever said, I knew that was you. <laughs> Got the same thing. I mean, the same fried clams, extra crispy fries. No coleslaw, add salad, French dressing. Every time. I mean, the same thing every time. Why change it if it's good, right? I mean, that's my mentality. That's me. But you know what I've learned? Life changes. People change. Things change. Circumstances change. And with that change often comes trouble or struggles or problems or circumstances that are beyond our control. And when they come, we got we only got a couple choices on the shelf. Right? We can ignore them. Anybody want to admit that they're a procrastinator? I mean, that is me. If I can put it off. So Wendy took down Christmas. Christmas has been in boxes. In our dining room, living room, kitchen for a week. And just said, I know it's got to go up in the attic, but I know I got to go up in the attic to put it up there. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. Anybody say that? I'll, listen, I'll get to it. Then something happens tomorrow, right? I'll, listen, babe, I promise. Thursday. I, I'll, I'll get it done Thursday. Thursday comes. Something comes up. I promise. That, that's what a procrastinator does, right? Always promises it's going to happen the next day. It's going to happen the next day. It's going to happen the next day. I said, listen, I promise Kyle will do it. <laughs> we got it done. But you know, sometimes we put off. So we, we put off. Why? Because it's going to be a challenge. We put off because it's going to be different. We've been, so when things happen, we can either put them off, right? Ignore them, act like they didn't happen. We can get mad. Anybody get mad? Anybody ever get mad? Listen to me. Don't, don't bother raising your hand because I already know. You know, I mean, some of us get mad probably too easy, right? But we can get mad. We can get angry. We get angry at the situation. We get angry at the person. We, can, we get mad. Well, you know what we can do? We can just get glad. We can just get glad. No, I, I, can, either, I can either stick my head in the sand like an ostrich, or, or I, can, I can move forward for the Lord. Or I can do whatever the situation uh, arises. I can take care of that situation, and I can hit it head on. Do you know what Jesus told his parents, his earthly parents? When they, when they saw that he was gone, 
You remember that? And they, they had left and, 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 and noticed that Jesus was gone. You say to yourself, how in the world do they do that? We did it. Ask Kyle. We were at our previous church. And we were all going to eat. We always went to eat. Every Sunday, we went out to eat. Basically, the same couple every time. Well, half the time, our kids would ride with them or ride with somebody else that was going to eat with us. And so we all left, and we all went over to Muscle White's. We were fixing to have a dinner, and we sat down, and I said, where's Kyle? He didn't ride with you? No, he didn't ride with you? No. We left Kyle at church. He re- Listen to me. This has been 15, 18 years ago, whatever long it's been. It's been a long time ago. Kyle still reminds us, you left me at church. We had a big barbed wire fence. He climbed that fence and was waiting for us when we pulled in. We pulled in. If you would have got a picture of his face, we could have won some kind of an award, I'm telling you. He was like, Kyle, we're so sorry. And, of course, I, it was funny. But, I mean, you know, he, he was unhurt. But they leave Jesus, right? Well, they come back for him, and he's in there confounding the, the scribes. He's, he's in there teaching. And, and they kind of gently scold him. Now, listen, you've got to stay. You know what Jesus said? We say it all the time. We, we use this quote all the time. But it's under these circumstances. He said, I must be about my father's business. You know, he wasn't talking about carpentry. He wasn't talking about Joseph. He's talking about his father in heaven. He was talking about God. He said, I've got to get busy. I, this is what he was saying. Ultimately, he was saying, I only have a short time. And do you know, church, we only have a short time? And when we procrastinate, and when we get mad, and when we ignore, and when we stick our head in the sand, you know what we're doing? We're wasting the time that we are, are given. You know what time is? You know what I figured out about time? It's a gift. It's a gift. By the way, it's much more precious than than gold. It's much more precious than material things. Time is a precious thing. And boy, it's a gift. And are we using that gift for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Are we just... Wasting it because we're mad at somebody. Or we're wasting it because we're aggravated over a circumstance or a situation. Have you ever done this before? Have you ever blacklisted somebody? I mean, you're mad at them. I mean, you didn't physically write it down, although some of you might have. Write their name down in a little black book and said, you're done. Let me tell you something about my, about my Anna. She's my middle. She's my gypsy. So she, she just, Emma's, Emma's a homebody. Anna's like, when, when are we leaving? You know, going to India? I, I'm, I got a passport. I'll go. You know, that's, that's Anna. But Anna has got more of me in her than she has her mother in her. I'm kind of cut and dry. I'm kind of black and white. Decisions made, it's over. It's done with. One of the problems with that, and this is my Anna, somebody does something, like when she was at school, somebody did something to her, you're, cut the strings. We're done. It doesn't matter if I see you ever again. It doesn't matter if we ever talk ever again. 
I mean, she is just, uh, just it's not a, sometimes it's a good thing, but sometimes it's not such a good thing. But you know, sometimes you blacklist somebody or you're mad at somebody and six months goes by and a year goes by and five years go by. And at some point, I've seen it happen, at some point, the person that's mad doesn't even remember why they're mad at that person. They just know that there was a good reason five years ago. So that reason must still be good today. And man, do you know how many relationships are broken? Because we act and react in the wrong way. When trouble comes, we know it comes. We know it's going to be here. We know we're going to face it. It is, listen, what the scripture says, it is common to man. Troubles and struggles are are common to man. Listen what Jesus said. They persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. We, we, we find ourselves in trouble and, uh, 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 and struggles, but be, the scripture says, Jesus said, but be of good cheer, because I've overcome the world. So as I was thinking about this trouble, Psalm 3, let me tell you the setting. The setting of Psalm 3 is, is wrapped around Absalom. Absalom is David's son, and Absalom revolts against his father, David. He revolts against not only his father and his family, but he revolts against the nation and against the throne. David, during Psalm 3 and this trouble, begins to reap the consequences of the sin that he had previously sown. The devil has lied to you. If you believe you can act and talk and react the way you want to without consequence. It's just not true. Listen to me. You don't pay your bills, they're coming after you. You rob a bank, they're coming after you. The police try to pull you over and you run, they're coming after you. There are consequences to the way we live our lives. There's consequences to the things that we say. I I love this illustration. I've given it before. D.L. Moody, Dwight Lyman Moody, he turned two continents upside down for Jesus Christ. He was one of the very first people to institute Sunday school. He would go by, and he was also one of the ones to institute the bus ministry, except for he'd go by with a wagon. And he'd pick kids up on these wagons, and you'd see these kids with their legs hanging out, and they'd take them to church. And and D.L. Moody was a great preacher. D.L. Moody was, because he was such a great preacher, and He had a lot of influence. He had a lot of people come to him for advice. And a lady came to D.L. Moody and said to D.L. Moody, uh, Mr. Moody, said, me and my very, very good friend got in a tift. He said, okay. He said, and she said something that I didn't like. 
and I reacted in a very mean way. And she said, I used some very choice words and I cut her deep. What do I do? So Dio Moody said, okay, this is what I need you to do. Now, remember back in the day, they would have pillows that had feathers in them. And uh, old, 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 old days, back in the 1800s. And um, so Dale Moody told her, he said, this is what I need you to do. I need you to take your pillow. I need you to go home. I need you to take your pillow tonight. I need you to go out on the sidewalk. I need you to hold the backside of your pillow. And I need you to hold it over your head. And I need you to walk down the sidewalk. I don't know much about Mr. Moody, but he's kind of weird. But whatever, I mean, whatever you say, I'll, I'll do it. If it'll solve the problem, I'll, I'll do it. So she did just that. The next day, she went and saw Mr. Moody. She said, okay, Mr. Moody, I don't understand why you told me to do that. I said, I don't understand what. She said, it made a complete and utter mess all of the sidewalk. She said, so what's my next step? He said, now I need you to go back tonight and I need you to pick up all the feathers. How are we going to pick up the feathers? People have walked on it. It's, it's went out into the road. Cars have gone by. I mean, there's feathers all over the place. There are feathers that are gone. She said, I'll never be able to get all the feathers back into the pillow. He said, exactly. Once you say it, it's out there forever. Now, you can ask for forgiveness, and they can forgive you. You can actually get past the thing, but I want you to know something. We can't hardly remember our telephone number. We can't hardly remember. I've got a, I've got a, um, a lockbox at the house. Let me tell you something. I have hidden the code to that lockbox. I'm thinking to myself, if I ever forget it, which is a high chance of that happening, I won't be able to get into it because I forget everything. I can't forget. Listen, I can't remember hardly anything. Somebody asks me my phone number, I have to think about it. Somebody asks me what my address is, I really have to think about it. But man, that ugly thing somebody said to me 10 years ago, for some reason, I mean, it just stays with you, doesn't it? You try to get it out. You try to forget it. You try to forgive, but it's always there. And it's always going to be there because we are human and those things uh, uh, come into our lives. And this is where, where David finds himself reaping the consequences of his past sin. He's so discord. He sowed discord in the life of Uriah and Bathsheba and their family, and now he is reaping it in his own family. And then amidst his troubles, amidst his struggles, David finds triumph in the Lord. I want you to get that. In the midst of your trouble... In the midst of your difficulty, we all have a hard time, by the way. It just looks different for different people. 
Some people struggle emotionally. Some people struggle financially. Some people struggle relationally. Some people struggle spiritually. We all struggle. So, so in your struggle, when you look over at somebody else and you think to yourself, they got it all together, they don't. They don't. They have their own struggles. They may not struggle with you, what, what you're struggling with, but I promise you, they're struggling with something. Be careful because we all have a besetting sin that will absolutely destroy us if we're not careful. I may not struggle with what you do, and you may not struggle with what I do, but we all struggle. And so, in the midst of that struggle, we can have triumph. Do you realize, and I hope you do, I think everybody in here does, but if you're struggling financially, money's not your answer. Now, that sounds weird, right? That sounds like, no, wait a minute, if I just had... If I just had this, with inflation and with how everything's out of control anymore, money don't go very far, does it? Go to the grocery store. Buy a thing of eggs. You know what to do? Listen, you couldn't convince me otherwise, so don't, so don't bother trying. I think that they're taking all these supplies and they're hiding them in a storehouse. And waiting, and waiting, and waiting, and then when we're so desperate, they release a little bit and charge what they want to. Uh, Something. It's like every week, it's, no, we're short on that. You're short? Listen to me. I drink sun-kissed, zero sugar. Two reasons I drink it. One, it's zero sugar. Two, my children think it tastes like medicine. So they don't touch it. Do you know how hard it is to find Sunkiss Zero? Like every store is always out of it. I'm thinking to myself, what in the world? We found it the other day. Uh, found it in the, in the bottles, the plastic bottles. Six, six plastic bottles. Like $5.60. I said, uh, my head hurts. Go to the grocery store. Come out with two bags. It's a hundred and something dollars. And God forbid, folks, if you need meat. I mean, everything is gone up. Listen, you get $100, $100, you know, $100 used to be a lot of money, right? Some, some quack, listen to me, some quack, he, he decided that he was going to bet that TCU was going to beat Georgia. Now, that's just dumb, first of all. But second of all, he bet like $1.2 million dollars. Was it 1.2 or 3? Was it 5 million? 1.5 million dollars. 1.5 million dollars for the chance to, to get 9 million dollars. That's, that's what the, the, the outcome would have been, 9 million dollars. If like all the players in Georgia died, you know, he could have won 9 million dollars. Think to myself, a million, 1.5 million, you know what I could do with 1.5 million dollars? And you think to yourself, that's a lot of money. Do you, and it is. Don't, I'm not saying it's not. But do you know how fast, fast money goes? I saw on the road the other day. I've never seen one. I've never seen one in Georgia. It was a Maserati. Gorgeous car. I mean, beautiful car. 
Do you know what a truck costs anymore? The more money you have, the more money goes out every single time. Money is not the answer to our financial problems. It's just not. People, watch this, people aren't our answer to relational problems. You know why? Because people will fail you. It's just, it's just part of life, right? I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what the situation. It doesn't matter if they're blood, if they're, if they're not. It, it doesn't matter if they're church or unchurch. Listen, people will hurt you. People aren't the answer to our relational problems. There's, a, there's an answer to every problem that you have. There's a triumph for every difficulty you have, and it's always been the same. It's Jesus Christ. Do you, do you ever scratch your head and think to yourself, for instance, we're slowly working on the missions house. So we've got some new um, ceiling fans in there. We've got to do some painting. We've got to put some new flooring in. We're going to change, you know, do do a little bit of changes here and there just to make it to make it a little bit nicer. It's outdated. Uh, it's in rough shape. The whole nine yards, and so we're we're doing little things to to to, to spruce it up. Do you know that Brother Wall stayed here with us? Remember when Brother Wall was here? Fred Wall is our missionary in Haiti, and and Fred Wall was so excited. He was off the chain that we would provide like the Taj Mahal for him to stay in. I'm like, like Fred, seriously. And he said, on top of that, you had Klondike bars in the freezer? <laughs> I mean, you would have thought we wrote him a check for a million dollars. He said, listen to me. He said, to stay in this place, this is what he told me, to stay in a place like this, and you provide me Klondike bars, I don't even need a love offering. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't it weird how things are, things are looked at, how, per, how things are uh, really perspective, all about perspective? Because for some of us, a Klondike bar, no, yeah, pa- pass, thanks. You know, I can get whatever I want to get. I, I can stay wherever I want to stay. When we go out of town... Let me, tell you, let me tell you where our money is spent. When we go on vacation, our, our money is spent in housing. Wherever we're going to stay, listen to me, if it ain't five-star, this spool boy ain't staying there. I'm just telling you. We used to go up to the wilds all the time. How many people have been to the wilds? Some of the best beds that you could ever sleep in. Are you kidding me? It's like sleeping. This pew would be more comfortable. I mean, we used to go up there and I used to not sleep the entire week. Because we get spoiled, don't we? But I'm going to tell you something. It's all about perspective. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done in my life. Look what he's accomplished in my life. You want triumph in the midst of your, your, uh, your struggles and your troubles? Think about this. What is Jesus to me? You ever thought about that? What is Jesus to me? Look at verse number 3 of Psalm 3. He said, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. 
Let me tell you what the Lord is. The number one, the Lord is our shield. He is our shield. When we were kids, now, teenagers, do not recommend this, okay? When we were kids, we, we didn't have airsoft guns, and we didn't have all these things that you go and, you know, paintballing. And so, so we had BB gun wars. Very not much recommended. But we'd have these BB gun wars, and there was a, there was a rule that you weren't allowed to pump your BB gun up more than five pumps. We were, we were playing BB gun wars. Like there's, you know, you know, we do it like ten times and try to hurt each other. I mean, that's, that's what we do. You're going to shoot your eye out? We tried to shoot each other's eyes out. I mean, that's how bad of kids we were. But you know what we do? We'd carry around shields. Whatever we could find. Trash. Trash lids. Whatever we could find. And we'd make it into a shield. How are we had to do? Why? Because you only have to get hit once with a BB gun up close. And then the little jerks that had the BB guns that shot pellets too, and they'd shoot a pellet at you. Let me tell you something. It breaks the skin and it hurts. So what do you do? You protect yourself. Do you know what the Lord is? He's our shield. You know what the devil has? He has fiery darts. He's trying to destroy your life. He's trying to wreck your life. You ever take note of it? You ever see what the Lord... I'm going to tell you, the Lord's trying to bless, and the Lord's trying to do this. Let me tell you what the, Lord, the, the devil's doing. He's doing the opposite. He wants to, he wants to make your world topsy-turvy. He wants to discourage you. He wants to defeat you. And he'll do everything and anything he can. And right at the time you're vulnerable. He doesn't always, he doesn't always come and hit when you're on vacation or, or when you're up on the mountaintop or when everything's going good. It's, it's always when things are bad. You ever notice that? You ever notice when things start getting topsy-turvy? The devil just throw one more thing in there. One more punch. One more jab. One more trip. One more deception. He'll do everything he can. I had to, I had to uh, uh, jump the, the enclave because the battery was going dead. And so we, we jumped it and it ran and it was starting. It was doing good. And, and uh, we were over here. Uh, uh, Wendy was over here getting some of the stuff over in the fellowship hall together and, and getting ready. He went out. Car wouldn't start. Well, you, you know my hatred for the whole Buick line now. It's just the whole Buick line. I just can't stand the whole Buick line anymore. And uh, it, but let me tell you what the the Buick Enclave's battery is in the floorboard in the back seat. What genius came up with that? I don't know. You got to pull everything. You got to push this all the way up. You got to put this. You got to pull the thing up. You got to a star. Of course, you know everything's can't be easy. So it's got to got to have a star bit, and you got to open that up, and you got to, and then you got to take like forty-two things apart before you can break your knuckles to get to get it out of there. Something to myself. Are you serious? So we went, and Kyle helped me, and and we went and got a uh, got it checked. Battery is dead. So I said, I said, look, we're going to go down. Interstate battery was closed, and so we're going to go down there. I'm not paying. I'm paying these ridiculous prices, so we'll just wait. So I said, we need to come back, though. It's parked in front of the church. We need to roll it up. 
Okay, let's go do that. So we get there, get the keys, put the keys in, try to put it in neutral. I don't know much about cars, but I know you can't push it unless it's a neutral, especially when it's in park. And so, nope, nope, I can't do it. Nope, I'll just, just forget it. Take the key out. Nope. Once you put the key in, the theft, stupid theft thing goes off, and you can't, now you can't get the key out. So I'm going, you have got to be kidding me. Does that happen to you like that? Am I the only one? I mean, and then one thing, and then, so we had to take the battery, we had to put the battery back in the car. Had to hook all the stuff back up to it so that we could get the key out of the car. I'm thinking to myself, you know what I stopped asking? What else could happen? Anybody else do that? What else could happen? Let me tell you what you better be ready with. You better be ready with your shield. Because the devil's not going to give up. He's going to keep throwing them. He's going to keep throwing them. He's going to keep throwing them. Let me tell you what the devil is. He's accurate. He knows right where to hit. He knows what. No, the things that bother you may not bother me. You know who knows that? The devil. He sure does. And But what a blessing that we don't have to go through life making up our own shield. We have a shield in Jesus Christ. David had his fair share of enemies there around him, including his son. 2 Samuel 15 and 12, the Bible says uh, uh, the conspiracy was strong for the people increased continually with Absalom. They started taking Absalom's side. Here's David. The king, so they started taking Absalom's side, started this coup. David's running for his life. He had his fair share of problems. And David ended up losing a popular vote. And man, he got discouraged. And and he got in trouble. He was running for his life. I'm so glad. Listen to me. I'm so glad when those troubles come, we have a shield. Don't be destroyed by the devil. Don't be destroyed by the world. Watch this. Don't be destroyed by yourself. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy. God has forgiven you. Move forward. Move forward. We must be about our Father's business. And when those words come and when... And by the way, people can be so mean-spirited. You know the devil uses people. And sometimes you got to move your shield over this way, and sometimes you got to move your shield over this way, and up and down. But I mean, when they come, and watch out. Watch out for the flowery words. Oh, man, I... Preacher, you're such, you're such a great guy, and I just really—I mean, I just really thank you so much for all that you do. And and I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I mean, not necessarily from that person, but I'm waiting because something's coming. Because when you become encouraged, the devil wants to discourage you. He wants to do the absolute opposite. So, you know what you do? You put up your shield. By the way, don't ever think too much of yourself. Put up your shield even when nice things come. Because God, watch this, He will never fail you. Never. He's always the right shield. 
He's always what you need in your time of struggles. Let's bow our heads for prayer. This morning our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Can I tell you that's the beginning? That's the starting point? Jesus loves you. He died for you. was buried and He rose again the third day so that you could have life. If you'll just put your faith in, you'll just place your trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, He will save you. Say, preacher, please remember me in your closing prayers. I'm not sure I'm saved, but I want to be and I need to be. Please pray for me. Just slip your hand up this morning and right back down and I'll pray for you. I'm not going to come to where you are. I wouldn't embarrass you in any way. I just want to pray for you by need. I'm not sure about my salvation, preacher. Please remember me in your prayers. Is there one? What a blessing it is. I'm telling you, church, I think we've forgotten what a blessing it is to know that our sins are forgiven. To know that one day to be absent from this body will be to be present with the Lord. That ought to bring a smile to our face, even in our times of struggle. But let me remind you this morning, even in your struggles, even in your trouble, God is our shield. Look to Him. Depend upon Him. Like John and his disciples Lean upon Him. Come unto me, all ye that labor, Matthew 11 says, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God is what we need. Lean totally and wholly upon Him with whatever you're struggling with this morning. Let's stand together, head bowed, eyes closed, piano playing this morning, a hymn invitation. Can I invite